listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley, with me as always, Van and Shy. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good evening, sir. Good evening, afternoon, I guess it all depends <clears throat> where you live. And uh, where our viewers are, maybe it's maybe it's morning, maybe it's overnight. We, whenever you're catching this podcast, can we talk about that? Can we have a, a, an important discussion about that? Because I know it transitions from morning to afternoon at noon, right? But what about from afternoon to evening? Is there a hard line for that too? I think probably most people consider uh, five o'clock to be the <laughs> transitionary time, but I don't know if that's official. <clears throat> It's a Got great, it. It's a great question for our for our listeners. Uh, you know what what time question of the day could be a good a question of the day back to folks. What time do you consider <laughs> it to be to be evening time? Probably maybe a lot of people just think about like when the sun goes down. You know, or like when it starts yeah. to get dark, which obviously this is going to change from you know throughout the year. I don't know. Why can't it be a question of the night? Question Ooh, of the I like evening. it. <clears throat> when would we ask the question of the evening? When would it be appropriate to ask that question? That's, that's the problem. Uh, I, I do, completely derailed this podcast. And have, I apologize for nothing. Instead, we're going to go to the question of the day. Nice. Uh, and the question of the day today is, you know, this is our first episode after the 4th of July. We just had 4th of July a couple of days ago. Uh, so, you know, in the spirit of the 4th of July Memorial holiday, what is your favorite 4th of July memory? Tell us about a 4th of July that you uh, that, that you remember for good, bad, or otherwise reasons. Let's start with Shy. So I don't remember if it was on the 4th of July, but it's definitely 4th of July themed. But one that sticks out to me is going to see Independence Day when it came out in theaters. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I have like one 4th of July memory. It's like the one time that Smiley lets me go first on question of the day and then I take Van's answer. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, yeah. I was going to go to Van first, but he looked like he was doing something else. So I was like, well, if he's not ready, I'm going I to am. I was, so. <laughs> uh, I was tweeting to our fateful Twitter followers that we are now live and sending them the link so they I can like, easily hop in and watch us. I like that you called them fateful instead of faithful. I think that no, they're both. More, I think that's I like more it. accurate. <laughs> it's more but meaningful yeah. that way. As I think we would all agree, that movie was uh, it's an awesome experience. And in the theaters, even more so. And the first time you're watching it, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know all the awesome lines that are going to be said and all the you know, memorable characters. Um, how how you know, iconic Randy Quaid would be for the rest of you know history. Um, yeah. There you go. So you said it was an awesome movie. Would you say it was probably one of the most awesome movies ever? I'm at, I would say it's one of my most favorite movies ever made. Do I think it is it. a good movie on a definable <laughs> spectrum of, of, hey, of hey, quality? This is about this is about Fourth of July, not Groundhog's Day. So let's go to Van. Uh-huh. Van, what do you got? Well, I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but mine was watching Independence Day with my family. I was trying to think of that too, and I was like, "What is it like?" Maybe it was, um, you know, playing with fireworks at my old house because we don't have fireworks here at the new place. Um, we're too too far in the desert things are too dry we're too much in a drought mm-hmm. california is always on fire so they don't allow fireworks uh fireworks in our city it doesn't mean they don't happen but we just can't buy them legally um so then i'm going to pivot over to just generalized firework launching at my old house in almani with my family on fourth of july which is something that we can't do here so we often will not spend fourth of july at our house so that we can go somewhere to light fireworks which as an adult I started thinking back on this and, and don't like 
don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I'm probably one of the most patriotic persons in the world, but it just seems bizarre to me that we let ourselves as adults light things on fire and blow things up and shoot fire into the sky and all this stuff like once a day once one day a year we're just like eh fuck it go out there and light stuff on fire i don't care it just seems like a bad idea but again um i wouldn't have it any other way <clears throat> i just it always, find it bizarre it always struck me weird and I, I mean i'm i've never been active duty military so somebody who has been maybe could set me straight on this but like it sound like i mean fourth of july is meant to you know like what we're doing is basically reenacting a wartime scenario, right? Like when you go outside, it sounds like you're in a war zone. Yeah. Like bombs are going off and there's whistling things are sounds, you know, yeah, fire streaking it, across it, the sky. It's really like, like, I guess you know, I'd have to ask people who've actually been in that kind of combat before, but like, is that, is that cool? Like, do you want to be reminded of that? Do you want to be taken back to those situations, which I, I you know, I feel like are generally considered not, probably the highlight of people's lives i don't know it's always struck me as a strange thing to do but you know i mean is it based in fear of in fear of sounding like communists we should probably move on from that question (laughs) i'm not afraid of sounding like communist would you have something shy i say like is it is it basically based off the idea of like the national anthem like bombs bursting in air is that i mean i believe so yeah i mean that's how i always understood it but well uh to answer my question i i was gonna say i was gonna say watching independence year uh independence day every every year as part of like the the tradition and that's certainly part of it but um you know i grew up in estes park which is a small mountain town and they um you know as van said in recent years based on the fire danger they've had they've had to scale things back on certain certain years but uh, when i was a kid it wasn't so bad and they always had a, a huge show. Like it was really one of the biggest touristy days of the year up there where everybody would come out and like, there was a big show put on by the town over the lake. And, uh, I just have many fond memories, uh, like year after year of running around with my friends with like firecrackers and like the kind of small, cheap things that you could buy legally, you know, and then, you know, watching this big fireworks show every night, just like the excitement of, the excitement of it and like i can think you know I, every year that's just what we did we didn't have to go anywhere because you know our town it put on an awesome show so um except for the one year when when because of the fire danger they had to do a laser light show instead and people thought that was going to be really cool and it was really <laughs> lame <laughs> it was like this sucks so bad where's the fireworks um Kinda but like even that was that. a <laughs> that tracer function to the hockey puck for a couple years that didn't go over too oh well. yeah that fox did yeah where it, the, the, <clears throat> what did they call that they had a name for it and it was really yeah good. yeah forgot yeah. so my plan now that we're having this discussion because our city also does a firework display and the the park is like maybe just two blocks away so from our second story um or my neighbor's second story house which happens to be our in-laws we can actually see the firework display pretty good so I think it's my obligation, nay my duty as a father, to make a new best 4th of July memory and take my kids to that show next time because they were super happy with the little poppers that we bought here and party poppers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was afraid they'd be afraid of all the booms and everything, but they didn't even wake up. They just slept through everything. So they're good. 4th of July was always one of my favorite holidays as a kid. Same. Like, it's just it's just fun. Back when summers were fun because you didn't have to work. When yeah. You were just, like, it was actually like a summer vacation. Like. 
Love yeah, you were gonna be out on the streets anyways. So yeah, then when it absolutely. got dark, it was just that much cooler because you're out on the street dark and there's stuff on fire everywhere. <laughs> Not like a riot though, but like a celebration. <laughs> In danger of sounding like a communist. Maybe we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a favorite Fourth of July memory that you'd like to share with us, uh, let us know. Drop us a line. Uh, you know, we'd we'd love. We'll talk about it on the air perhaps if we find it if we find it compelling. So. Let's get into the meat of our topic, and we didn't um, address the meat of the topic at the top of the show deliberately because I didn't want to scare off all the viewers. But now you've heard the question of the day. You've came, you got what you came for. Now you guys can tune out because we are going to talk about Final Fantasy XI. Wah, wah. Oh. Here we go again. You don't I have don't one know. concern about this podcast. You know, <laughs> listen, my biggest concern, we're probably not going to fill the whole time, so if you stick around to the uh, end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bingo. Yeah, yeah, here we are. So um, we got about 15 minutes to see if we can contain ourselves. So why are we talking about Final Fantasy XI again? Well, the biggest reason uh, is because recently a, a couple of us have stumbled upon an old-timey Final Fantasy XI server. It's called Eden, and it um, basically seeks to replicate the state of the game from 2007, which was the Treasures of Adurgan expansion. Uh, so that means that everything that came after that, which was Wings of the Goddess and Abyssia, and all the sweeping changes that both of those expansions made are not included. Um, with a couple small caveats and one large caveat, the large caveat being level sync, which they did implement their own version of, um, which that was a Wings of the Goddess expansion. Um, so because of that, um, you know, there's been a number of private servers that we uh, have looked into in the past um, that we've kind of found lacking for a various number of reasons. But uh, after working on this one for a while, and Van, I'm, I'm going to start with you on this uh, because you and I have been playing for about a week now. In fact, exactly a week. I think we started a week ago today when we started talking about, about Final Fantasy XI at the end of our last podcast. So you can see the cause and effect relation here. We, we just rolled right into it. Um, you know, we both download the Eden software and have been playing on, the, on that server. What have you thought about it so far as far as how it handles what it sets out to do, which is recreate an era experience of 2007? <clears throat> yeah. Um, as you mentioned, we've tried a few of them, Nasomi, and I can't remember a couple of the other titles. Um, so player participation aside, meaning how many active players there are and everything like that, um, I feel like it it absolutely by far is the best one to capture that feeling that I was looking for in revisiting those private servers before. Um, it happens to have the highest population. I think they're running... Uh, they have the statistics on there, so I don't want to give bad information, but it's anywhere between 600 and 800 um, active players at any given time. When I've checked, I've yeah. checked a number of times. I think kind of in that range. I think they even go into as far as to determine how many of those are coming from individual IPs too, right? Because if everybody's dual boxing, then you really have yeah, 300 just... players as opposed to 600. But in this case, I think it was 1.3 percent, or not 1.3. Well, whatever. Yeah, somewhere around 600, 800 um, players active. Um. 1.3 individual IPs? I don't know what I'm trying to say. So, but 1.3 characters per IP. Yes. What you, what that's I what saw that as well. Yeah. 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 Like the like basically every third person had a, a, an alt. Is dual right? box in there. Yeah, had an alt or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um so take that for what you will. Um but overall, it just <laughs> I 
I haven't run into any bugs yet, but I haven't done much outside of simple leveling and a, and a few city quests and things like that. Um, I have followed their Discord, which is something that the other servers, if they did have, I, I just didn't participate in as much as this one. Um, they, they're very active on their Discord. They respond to bugs immediately. They even put out patched notes and things like that. Um, so it's it's been maintained really well, and it, it, it really does a very good job of capturing that Ot Ergen era feel to the game while making the conscious decision to keep some of those quality of life but non-breaking or I guess community agreed upon improvements to games that came after Ot Ergen like Level Sync for example and things of that nature but it's pretty neat it just feels it feels great it feels <clears throat> like being back there just seeing the tellies inside the cities for 3k to dem and you know um, the economy, the, the, the auction house seems uh, pretty stable. Prices seem pretty stable. Uh, they, they have linked all the auction house, which is, I think was a post Ottergan function as well. But that's a that's a great feature to have, in my opinion. So no, they, they've done some really cool stuff. It feels feels great. The game's been running very smoothly, and I've been super happy with it lately. So I'm, I'm stoked about it. It seems like, yeah, the, the main changes that they took, the quality of life stuff they took, were things that were really necessary for a smaller population game. Right, like the level level thing, sync for example, like it'd really be hard to 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 find parties, you know, without level sync. Um, it'd be hard to find items on the auction house if they weren't combined. They also made it so you can actually list as many things on the auction house as you want. You're not restricted to seven, and they last for ninety days instead of like seventy two hours or ninety six hours or whatever or whatever it was previously. So it encourages you to just like even things that are maybe a little bit cheaper, put them up there. That way people can find them because mm. in retail it was like if it wasn't, you know, over a certain dollar threshold, it's like why would I waste an auction house slot on this? So they kinda of took that out so that you can actually find things on the auction house if as you're as a lower level player. Like I feel like there's more stuff and remember I played retail not that long ago. Like I was subbed mm -hmm. I don't know, less than a year ago, I would say. Like there's, a, like, there's all kinds of stuff on the auction house that you could not find in the retail version because nobody bothers to list it because it's just not relevant or it's just not worth it. So a lot of good little changes, I think, that keep, as Vance said, keep the spirit of what they're trying to do, but also being real about, like, you know, we have a lesser player base. It's We have to, like, make it doable at the same time. Uh, Shy, I want to kind of get your input when you, like, I'm not. I know you haven't. You haven't joined us in this, in yeah. this particular <laughs> quest. But like, if if you were going to go back, if 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 you had a you know a private server that you wanted to join, what would you look for on it? Like, what kind of things would be appealing to you as far as like where they tried to hold the game and what they included or didn't include? Like, what would be the key features that you would care about yeah i mean i think i came into the game a lot later than you guys um you so we yeah. so Ryder and i started and this is a question for you i guess so you're saying that this is the 2007 era of toau was that the end of two toau did wings of the gods come out at the end of 2007 or was it early 2008 because because Ryder and i started with wings of the goddess and and i think it was probably early wings of the goddess potentially because it was november, probably november 2007 was wings of the goddess i think we started sometime in 2008 probably either i forget if it was spring okay. summer or fall but uh so we came in with that with those changes in mind so i think there was already level sync there was already you know that that um those features in place now it was obviously pre-abyssia i feel like it was still <clears throat> 
it I don't know. I don't know what you guys' opinion would be, but Eleven hadn't become the game it is now. I don't think quite. You know, I mean, obviously they were adding yeah. new features and changing things. The past changed things and different, you know, different stuff like that. But so I don't. I didn't have this experience of like seeing like kind of vanilla Eleven evolve to where it was by TOAU or Wings of the Goddess era. Um, so I was perfectly happy with how the game was in Wings of the Goddess. I re- I really right. enjoyed final fantasy 11 um so i would be fine with it even being wings of the goddess era in my opinion i never experienced it before that i think i i you know knowing that toau <clears throat> i definitely because what was changed to promathia before toau is that correctly it was cop then then toau then wings of the goddess like i didn't i never you know so I, like i don't really obviously i know what the the wings the cop stuff like what like we're both c and no sky was toau right c was he was after treasure of again no. Oh, no, sorry, I'm getting Treasure of Water and Countries with Rise of the Zillark. Rise of the Zillark was Sky. Uh, COP was C. Yeah. Treasures of Ad Ergen was a, a variety of other stuff. So, C, like, obviously, I did C. I knew some of the stuff from COP, but, like, I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's limited to TOE wouldn't, like, be a turnoff for me personally, like, like content wise. I think it's cool to know, like, see, they're doing, they haven't, like, stuck with the, just the one, like, oh, this is the state of the game. We got to stick to it. Like, they've made some quality of life changes, like you mentioned. Quite a few. Are you able to use um, plugins like we're used to, like, Windower and stuff like that with their client? Um, uh, for the <clears> most <throat> part, they have a, they have a band, like, a restricted list on certain plugins. Right. Usually, most of the stuff that I don't think we use, but maybe some of our associates. Um, yeah might have used so some of the more exploity ones yeah. you can't use but all the like quality of life ones like you know exp watch and you know <clears> even <throat> spellcast things like that they they ear have versions changing. of that ear changing yeah um a lot of those ones that you know are standard are, are allowed so yes i was gonna say like that state of the game i don't know if you would even how much you would even need spellcast you know what i mean like it's not like you're rolling not with as much thing. gear as you were like actually, by the time Abyssia came around on your job like <clears throat> no. and because i do i do think they i don't know if they have the 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 gear sets that they added later i don't know if that's actually in it but like for like black mage for example you absolutely need spellcast mm. well i guess you don't because you don't necessarily. Because I can remember with like, yeah. you can get a certain number of gear, but like it is, it is, it is something that you could use if you do. But you're right; it's not quite the same because you don't quite have the same library of. Well, like with Abyssia Plus, like in Voidwatch, you started getting the randomly rolled stats on gear, so you could have the same gear piece, like four different of it. With like one had like your spell cat, you know, your casting speed. One had your magic. One, and you're like had to like utilize all four of those pieces plus you know other set gear, like at yeah, six different stages of your spell bad. cast. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, an active player base, like you said, that'd be key. Um, is it completely free? Are they, like, donations only? Or, like, I mean, I'm guessing... They, they don't They don't even allow donations. Oh, wow. Man, so just, yeah, like, completely they, their own goodwill, their own... Yeah. That's right. And because of that, love. because of that, there's really been... They're very harsh on RMT. That's like, cool. We haven't, like, the, as Van mentioned, the, the economy is incredibly stable. Like, it does... It, it is basically, like, what it was at the beginning of the game, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, I'm searching the auction house, and there's low-level items available at appropriate prices. Um, people are killing enough low-level items so that there's low-level spells available for you to purchase. Like, there is stuff there, and it, it is very similar to the prices that I remember when we first launched in the game. But I, I know where you're headed with this, which is just an awesome thing that they do. So. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, going cutting back down to RMP and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think it sounds like... Too, I'm so one of the things that I think is really great, the thing that really makes it a little magical again for me is that the NMs drop their actual items again. 
So you might remember in retail, they to counter because all the all the you know leaping Lizzie and the Valkyrie Emperor and everything, it was all botted so heavily by RMT that they basically made those drops the rare X version, so you couldn't sell it, um, and and then move those items to BCNMs instead if you wanted to get the sellable versions. Um, well, they because they don't have us, you know, they they crack down on botting and and RMT and things like that, and they have more control. They don't. They don't have to do that, and so the mm. items from the NM drops are actually the original items, which you can sell for a large amounts of money, which is awesome, and kind of brings that excitement to camping NMs back. That, like, it really does feel like a, a winning the lottery in a way when you when if you if you were to see one of those drops, um, because money is very tight, um, <laughs> especially for for new and returning players. Um, so I think that is pretty cool. That's it's it's a cool feeling to have those those pieces back in there and um adds a little extra excitement to that yeah they're really they're <clears throat> they're so strict as to so one thing that sets them apart also is that you need to be not i guess not whitelisted but you need to be given a registration code from either an active player or an admin from the community and that's the only way you can actually start playing on this server so you can imagine they're not going to be handing these things out willy-nilly to rmts they also monitor traffic via ips so they don't allow you to have more than um, you know three characters logged in at any given time, and your third character can only be used as a mule or like a bizarre host, right? And they can't exit the city, and they do monitor traffic. So if they see that you know you have three people, um, all three of them are which outside of a city, then they will crack down on that and and ban your account and whatnot. So they're they're very strict about what's going on. And I think Smiley had mentioned that he saw a post from just last year that they banned like. 300 players or 600 accounts in like two weeks or something like that it was ridiculous yeah, yeah for both yeah. sides rmt whether you were a buyer or a seller or a botter or what it like if they caught you they they were quick on it and i think it's awesome because like i've just i was just kind of on the game today um reading link shell chat and like a bunch of like there, there are people in our link shell that we're talking about like like four or five different people had claimed valkram emperor and they were talking about how like one guy was like oh of 22 and another guy was two of two and so there's a lot of a lot of angst about that but um but to me that just shows like this is just a random link shell like we're, we're just part of like a a progression you know not even an end game thing and like random people are able to get these nms that tells me that it's not botted by a you know a cabal of you know rmt like it used to be like i feel like back in the day there was a point where you were like you didn't really have a chance at some of these NMs, you know, like you were getting out claimed by people who were cheating. And I just don't feel like that is the perception of the case in this, on this server. And I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's better than it was back when we used to play like that. That was almost like an ideal state. Um, one of the benefits I think of it not being Winds of the Goddess, because Winds of the Goddess, to go back to something you were talking about, Shy, you were talking about how Winds of the Goddess really wasn't that different for you. Um, because that's what you started with. And I think there's a lot, like that's kind of the, the line in the sand that most people draw is whether like most people would agree. If you wanted to have a retro server like this, you've got to at least have up through treasures of Adurgan. Cause there's so much good content there. The question is whether or not you include wings of the goddess. I know there are some private servers that do. Um, the reason I think it's smart that they didn't is because uh, of a diversity of mob camps. I think one of the things that Wings of the Goddess introduced that really 
<clears throat> made the game it was it wasn't quite as bad as Abyssia, but it was kind of that downhill effect was that you could fight Calibri so much earlier by going mm. to the past. And so what happens is when you have Wings of the Goddess, you basically once you hit level thirty, you're fighting Calibri the entire rest of the game. You fight them from thirty all the way up to merit parties. You never fight anything else. Because nothing else is as EXP efficient. And so like not having that for at least like until like you know, say fifty four or whatever when you can go to when you can go to the Treasure of Ergen areas and actually fight Calibri as it was intended really helps like diversify where you exp i think like and one of the cool things that i've enjoyed is i've seen shouts for exp parties in all kinds of places that i hadn't seen shouts for for years like people are in freaking sanctuary of zeta looking for parties they're in boyodatry they're in crawlers and that's like like all these old school camps that people used to use but then once wings of the goddess came out it's like why would you ever exp there when you can just do birds and get twice exp an hour like it just didn't make sense so i think that's the big thing to me that I that I think is a good reason. I also think as I think campaign was really cool, but I think it was kind of a nightmare to code and probably for an, a smaller group of devs. Like I imagine doing that whole campaign, like with the monsters constantly attacking and juggling all. Like that's probably a lot of technical trouble that could, you know, could save them a headache not having to deal with. That is my other guess why they didn't go that route. But what were campaigns introduced? Was that? That was WTG. Okay, yeah, 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 got it. And that was a cool system. Like I enjoyed campaign. Right. I thought that was fun, but I, I, I can live without it. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah, the other the other thing they did really well, um, as far as quality of life goes, is you can you can do an all server shout, uh, or an all server yeah, yell, yell, but you're only allowed to do it once every fifteen minutes. So the cool thing is like. You know, you used to have those people sitting in Juno, right? The, the gamblers sitting in Juno, Juno running their freaking casinos and all that stuff or whatnot. And it was just annoying as heck or botters or, you know, gill sellers and all that stuff. But now, so if you have something meaningful, sure, you can get your message across to the entire server once every 15 minutes. So if you are seeking a party, you know, you can go ahead and throw that out, what level you are, what you are, and you're seeking a party and whatnot. So it is pretty cool because then we get to see all the different activities like Smiley was talking about. He's not in Sanctuary Zeta, but we're seeing these shouts saying, hey, I'm XYZ level. I'd like to get a, a, a party going to Sanctuary Zeta, anybody else interested or whatnot. And you can do that shout once every 15 minutes. So you got to be very purposeful with those. Of course, you still have yells, which are, you know, uh, region based or, or area based shouts, or zone based. Yeah. Or shouts. shouts. Yeah. That are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. When did the. Um, was it Dynamis? Was that. I'm, I'm trying not to confuse. Dynamis, what came out with Abyssia pre like. No, Dynamis was very Dynamis is way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, I don't, I, yeah, yeah. That was I don't know because in North America, the game launched was uh, with Rise of the Zillart. That was the launch. It, that, yeah. it was only it was only out without Rise of the Zillart in Japan. So right. I don't know for sure whether Dynamis was included with the base version of the game or if that was also a Rise of the Zillart um, edition. I but I believe it was the base game, like because you don't need any. Yeah. You only need to be rank six to do dynamics. You don't need any other other content clears. But do you have like an like to get the feel that people are out there doing stuff like dynamics, doing stuff like yeah. sea and sky, and like that there I, is I, an active I end game. All right. Yeah, you just saw that shot for that link show, right? There was a link show recruiting for like an end game, mm -hmm. one hour night from whatever time it was for dynamics and all these other things, all these ty type of link shows. So, yeah, I, Smiley I've loves seen... dynamics. 
I've never really even done Dynamis. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. I have good memories uh, of Dynamis. No, you're, talking, you're thinking Z. Z loves Oh, was it Z who loves Dynamis? He's like, never... I'm never doing Dynamis again. Yeah, Z yeah, did not like Dynamis. Yeah. I, I, I have never, I never really did it. Um, I wasn't in game at that point, and by the time I was, it was a busier time, so the Dynamis had kind of fallen off. Um, <laughs> but I do see, you know, you see people shout, like I see it, there's some guy who shouts once an hour or so about wanting to trade buying bills for <laughs> some other type of nice currency. yeah yeah like it's definitely going on um, the montiant pieces and the yeah. oh, i'm trying to think what's the third one uh shells white uh, shells t t white shells white shells yeah or oh man uh. <laughs> but yeah what's what's crazy about it to me is it's because it is pre-abyssia and this is the part where i wonder what shy would think about this because you did come in a little bit later where it was probably a little bit easier to get to 75 you guys probably got to 75 a little bit quicker i mean uh, it took us about a year i think so i mean it definitely okay. wasn't i mean okay, it felt so i think not. it wasn't as bad because you talk about and i guess maybe we either we didn't know the power of wings of the goddess maybe i'm misselling it i mean because i thought because we started three six xbox 360 and i thought that was with wings of the goddess but maybe there was a version before wings of the goddess that that came out like i I don't remember us starting out by doing like leveling, like level syncing in the past. Like we didn't discover that until we started playing with you guys. Like we right. did the old school like level camps. I remember fighting in like fighting, you know, Dommels and like. Um... Probably your first time through, though. Even if if you were just starting, then like you wouldn't have had access. And that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. We probably didn't have so, access. Like, yeah. You probably maybe just didn't know. Yeah. Know how to do it or have have the ability to get there. So that first level seventy five was a grind and. Yeah. yeah, and it is. It's it's very slow. It's it's like we've come a long way, I think, because people know the game so well. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, like we we don't make the mistakes that we made on launch. We weren't like I remember the first party I was in in the Dunes was actually a full alliance of eighteen. Um, what? Yeah. Wait, here in uh, Eden I, or or in the original yeah, game? Well, like, in the original yeah. game. In the original, like like. Probably like day two of launch, <laughs> like when we were like when we had finally gotten strong enough to go to Lathine, and like people were like, "Oh, you go to the dunes. That's what the JP players do. They go to the dunes when they hit level ten. And so like we formed this alliance, and we're trying to fight, and we're fighting, and like everyone's like, "Man, EXP's not very good, but I guess this is what you do." And then night came around, oh, no. and people started aggroing bogeys and ghouls, and the entire alliance got wiped out. And we're like, "How do the JP people do this at level ten? This is insane. We can't even like we just got murdered out here." And we're just like, "What is going on?" Like we just didn't know how to play. It was it was amazing, Man. Um, amazing memories. That was my first. I think that was my first death. Um, one of my first deaths. Um, was when we walked as an alliance and just that's funny. Oh man, it was like, crazy. It's weird. it's weird the things that your mind chooses to remember specifically. Yeah, right. These points in time, like like I said, I've had thirty eight Fourth of Julys now, but I remember distinctly the the one going to uh, you know watch Independence Day in the movie theaters. I could see, I know what the sky was on that day. I remember who I went with. I know exactly the theater and all that fun stuff. And I have the same similar thing with my first party ever. In Final Fantasy XI, I, I was new to MMORPGs together. I just thought it was absolutely fascinating that in a world in a video game could exist whether you were in it or not. And as soon as you logged out, yeah. 
like it was still going things were still happening things it was still happening. in motion and that was just mind-blowing to me so i absolutely wanted to be a part of this this thing and i logged in and so finally when i was level enough to so it's funny because we say like leveling is still super slow well dude we're, we were partying in the dunes on our second or third day in retail or when i played originally i don't think i had my first party for a month maybe like i was doing so much stuff just around the city trying to learn what was going on how to level my characters all this stuff testing out different ones and everything but anyways i remember my first party i went in as a war and i didn't understand party dynamic at all i just thought like we all go in there we all fight together we all do stuff and they're like oh no you got to provoke all the time you got to be the tank and i know what the hell a tank was and so yeah they actually got booted from my first party ever that i was in and then somebody like told me on the side and they're like hey dude sorry you know they had to let you go blah blah but you know the tank is supposed to do xyz and i know you're a new player and that kind of sucked and everything but like this is what oh, you should really right. do on the next player and all that stuff and i was like okay cool i appreciate the feedback went into my next one and made sure i provoked all the time and used my proper food and all that stuff but no i remember nice city told you that like they yeah. took the time to set you straight that because i mean that could be a very damaging experience with oh, the that game we're like for a lot yeah where you're like right? okay yeah. i guess I don't know what to do. Nobody will tell me what right. to do. I can't get a party. No one want, when I get a party, they kick me out. Like, this game sucks. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know? yeah. A bunch of elitists. And then we became the elitists. Well, that actually brings me to the, <laughs> to the next point that I wanted to make is um, I think we talked about this a little bit, Van, but like yeah. how impressed we are with the community on, on the server. Um, yeah. Like, it's a very mature community. Like, I, like people are very helpful. People are very friendly. Um, it makes me, I was kind of surprised by it because I was like, this is not what it was like when we used to <laughs> well, play. But, but I think. But it was, though. Like, maybe it's a little <laughs> bit more over the top. Like, for me, and, and I've noticed this in a lot of games all the time, like even DayZ and Final Fantasy XI, and, and not so much of 14 because I don't think I played it long enough. But I always see, like, the first year or two, like, the community is very strong. Everybody's always out to help each other. And then as soon as you start getting those people who become higher level or, you know, half the, the, the player base is high level and the other few are still low level, like, you start to get this elitism and then, like, people just not really collaborating and you have to be this good in order for us to talk to you or even be considered to be going to this party or whatnot. <laughs> and I saw that with Eleven. And I saw it with DayZ, like, in the beginning, the zombie shooter. Everybody's working collectively. And then after that, like, literally within eight months it was shoot on site like nobody was willing to help anybody at that point and it was everyone for themselves so i feel like i i do like that this has captured that feeling from the beginning too but it is more though you're right smiley it's not i don't think 11 retail was ever as community based as this one seems to be or the the people i've interact with are certainly more often nicer than i've ever experienced even in the beginning of retail so well you just don't you don't see and i mean part of it maybe it's because it is more um monitored and stuff but like even in towns with shouting like you don't see like remember like there always used to be like a constant stream oh, banter. of, stupid bullshit yeah. of yeah. like just people being dumb and like <laughs> XXX Sephiroth arguing with Grandma Boner 69. Like, you'd have all these people who were obviously like 12 year old kids just like shooting off at the mouth. And like, I just haven't really noticed anything like that. Um, and well, it's those... because, yeah, go ahead. Those, those I think we're going to make the same point. violations in their oh. terms. Of, in their, so it's in their, yeah. in their rules, is number one, you can't have a name called Boner 69 Grandma, right? <laughs> like, it's just not allowed. And then the second thing they say is you're not allowed to have banter 
openly like that. Like if you if you have mm. a dispute with somebody, you are required to take it to tell. Otherwise, you will get a warning and whatnot. Yeah, so, I, mean, I actually saw awesome. I saw a warning today. While I was, oh no! <laughs> I was online like in yells. It was like yeah, like watch your yells or something as a system yeah. notification because people were. <laughs> there was yeah whatever some dude was shouting for what sounded like a racist that was my that biggest was thing too it was like i was yeah. like why are you guys arguing about politics in front like in in, in lower juno like take that crap to the side all the time about it, never it never stopped it never stopped it's i don't know it's just it's got an interesting feel to it and i feel like it's probably because the people playing on this server are much more likely to be older right like young people aren't coming to old school Final Fantasy like, yeah. the reason they don't make games like this anymore it's because yeah. they're not popular with the masses it's people who played it back in the day and yearn for it who come to it and so I think we're, we're dealing with primarily like a 30 to 40 age range of, of people and so I think you just get people who are a little bit more level headed people who you know have stuff going on that are that in their real life and, and know that it's still just a game it's not that important so um, I've been impressed with that um, so we wanted to talk, we, we had talked before when we had set up this, our, this, uh, topic, <clears throat> we had made some points about like, you know, if we did start fresh today, what would you choose based on like your, like what kind of race and class and, and kind of what objectives would you had if you went back to the game? Well, shy can still speak hypothetically about that. <laughs> and I actually could answer what we, not what we did, but what they are. Um, so let's, let's start with, let's start with shy. Shy, what, like if, if you were to start fresh, in Final Fantasy Eleven, of in whether it was you know an era of your choosing, I guess you know what what would you change? What race and class would you want to make your mains? And uh, like what would what would you come back for? What would your goals and objectives in the game be? Like would you have any? Like and maybe that's hard to answer. Maybe there's a reason you haven't come back because you don't have those kind. Like you, you wouldn't have, have any goals or objectives. Yeah. Like you, I mean, like I well, like I mean. It's, it's really an interesting, like, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting thought experiment because I haven't put serious thought into it. And so, like, it is interesting to kind of stop and be like, what would I do? I think I made a comment to Van the other night. He hopped into a stream I was doing of a game I'm playing. And I made the comment, like, it's hard for me to think about going back and seriously playing Eleven because I did so much in the game already and that exists on a database, on a character already. Like, to go and start from scratch, I'm not... In a game that takes that much time, I'm not someone who likes starting from scratch. There have been times where you guys went back to the official client and started new characters and tried that experience, and I did not participate because it's like I, it just it, it hurts to think about it, like to do all that work again. Um, yeah. But I mean, as a thought as a thought experiment, like I don't know, I don't think I would start as a ranger again. As much as I love ra the ranger archetype in games, like it was a super dumb decision, and the amount of time I spent in the original game just farming money, like I just always needed money because you needed it's, ammo it's and like, you needed like. <clears throat> it's a it job was, that pays the most to level. <laughs> yeah, and like it's a job. Like a year into the game, when I first like when I or maybe it was six months or whatever, when I finally met you guys and I heard about Arius and met other rangers, like they were all people who had a lot of money, like they'd built up finance in the game and then they'd started playing ranger or whatever and like and i'm like man i'd started from scratch and i'm like out in like finding mining chrome ores like you know three days a week trying to like just make ends meet so i, I don't know i think i would i mean i would be tempted to do monk i mean i don't know that i want to ever get a black belt again but i mean i loved i really liked monk um i don't think i'd want to tank i think one class i never got into that would be like you know the the 
What? No. Um, no. Um, I think one class... Like the bandwagon class, I don't know if it's the same in, in Eden, but like Sam, I never really gave Sam a shot. I know like when I started, that was the bandwagon class at the time because you could use pole arms. And it was just, you know, the Hagen existed and it was like the top, you know, the DPS everybody wanted in Endgame. But like, I think that would be interesting to just try out uh, Sam seriously. I think seriously. it's still popular because <clears throat> yeah. I've heard people, I've seen either in Link Shell or Shouts, people talking about Sobero, Hagen, and um, I guess those are the only two. But yeah. like both of those came up. Those are the only named <laughs> weapons I think I've seen really just, I've seen a couple I've seen a couple like Blau Dolk shouts and stuff, but gotcha. like yeah, I think Samurai is still pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I mean I, I love mean, it, was the, it was the King DPS at the time, so it makes yeah. sense. I love dark, but I'm just I mean that's just too dangerous of a class to play. Like you just keep killing yourself. So I mean it's just I don't know. Um I think race yeah, I played a Mithra, which made sense for Ranger. Um, I, you know, like, I, I, I would potentially try Taru Taru, just because I always thought Taru Tarus were adorable. Um, so maybe a Taru Taru Sam. I don't know. Um, as far as objectives, like I said, like that's even that makes it even harder to think about because I did so much in a previous game. But like, it would be, it would be like amusing to play again, work my way up to end game, and join a Skylink shell, and finally get. Biako Hidate, which is the one thing really? like out of all the time yeah. I spent playing Sky, the multiple link shells, the year, like one to two years in Sky link shells, like never having gotten those. Um, that, but if there's one thing that would make it a little bit sweeter is in the time when you did it, when we did it, you know, because I got mine with you yeah. in that same shell, like it was still an important piece. It was a good piece, but it wasn't the be all end all piece that it was before. And it was actually outclassed pretty soon after i got it you know within a couple within a year yeah. like we had gotten new abyssia gear that basically i made it obsolete and so wouldn't it would be cool and that, that's actually gonna come up on mine is like how cool would it be to get some of these pieces and have them actually be like this is the best in slot piece like this is like and like knowing a little bit too that like this is a fixed like they're not planned. It's yeah. not like oh we're gonna we're gonna be rolling into to you you know to wings of the goddess in a you know like they're like no th this is where it is. So like there is actually like a best in like mm -hmm. you could gear your character out to have best in slot gear and know that it's like I feel like that makes the the effort you put into it a little bit more valid to know that like you know in any MMO you feel like however much time I spend getting a piece, you know it's probably going to be outclassed eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the nature of the game, but that's not the nature of this game. So uh, it kind of is a different spin, which I think is kind of cool. You just rely uh, on the one, goodwill of these game managers that since they're not making the money off of it, like, that they're going to keep it going. It. We do need to and talk and about Maybe we could that. talk about that towards the end, and that's how we could wrap yes. this up. But I, I do want to talk about great. that lingering fear or concern as well. Let's so. get back to that for sure. Well, that'll be yeah. our next topic. Um <laughs> One thing I wanted to say about um, the point that Shy made was uh, um, that now I don't remember what. Oh, is that you wanted to be a, a Taru Taru Samurai? I feel like you'd have to name your character Nipu in that case, just because you know he was the Taru Taru Samurai <laughs> maybe, of our time. Maybe Nipu Prime yeah. or something. Nipu <laughs> Prime. <laughs> um, all right, and, what about you? And, and oh. Taru Tarus, they get the backflip too, right? When they combo and stuff like that, like. Well, they have the yeah, cutest. Tar -tar they have the monk. cutest dances. Yeah, the Tartar monk was awesome. Yeah. You're right. They had what was yeah. that? Was that a Sharon Fists? I think that had the that had the backflip. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, crap. Yeah, 
I, that should be the only reason to come back. Is, is there's back. so many good memories of freaking Final Fantasy XI, like the fact that you had unlocked the what was it, the SCNM weapon skills, or the yes. and you had to like yep. like skilling up and like it just it just was a very gratifying game to play. It just it just was. There's still, there's still. Let me tell you, from playing all week, there's still nothing better in that game than getting skill ups. Like I can get skill ups oh, all dude, day long. What, what, what a feeling! What a feeling! I mean, so I spent. Like, you you're like, damn, this is this mob is taking me three times as long to kill as the other one. It's really not XP efficient, but look at those skill ups. That. But I got a point three. <laughs> I got a point three on that one. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, what about you, man? What uh, what did you go with, <laughs> race? Oh, please, man. Yeah, please, go ahead. Chad, what? what were you going to say? You were going to say something about skills, weren't you? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. You don't want to convince yourself any more than you already have? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I restarted as a Mithra. Um, my original role was a Hume, and I just wanted to try something different. And, and one thing that I always thought were cool were, were the cat people out there going around doing cute cat stuff. So I wanted to roll as a Mithra. Um, plus, they're they're pretty well rounded. Um, I I have a subconscious yearn for thief for some reason. I don't know why, hmm. and I feel like Mithra would be an awesome thief as well. I think it's just the hunter in me. I love I love NM hunting. I love farming for some reason. Like just going out and collecting stuff and coming back and throwing things in the auction house. Like I just remember. <laughs> I remember farming so often that every time my brother would come in and see the game on, he's like, why the hell are you in the same place? Every time I walk in here, you're in the same place. And it was like Wester Ruder Baruta farming beehive chips or Miss Silk Threads and trying to get Spiny Spiffy or whatnot. And I just remember him always making that comment. So cat person, um, right now I'm rolling Mage just because I've always loved Mage. I did do a Black Mage on my previous character. Um, this one I'm rolling White Mage just for the versatility and mobility and money making. So hopefully I can make a bit off of tallies um, as well. And as far as my goals and objectives, what's that? Those teleportations for people. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to warp yourself and D2 other people as soon as a party ends, like we used to do to FC all the time. <laughs> like those were good times. But, um, and I, I think, I think I'm going to make crafting a bigger goal this time around. Nice. Too. So, and, and Smiley and I had talked about this also. Like my approach to this isn't, isn't about checking off boxes, right? It's not like, oh, get the, or get a, you know, Black Mage of 75 and then do X, Y, Z and then do, you know, this. Like, I'm approaching this second re-entry into the Final Fantasy realm as like a, just a long-term goal to where I'm going to like let the game like embody or uh, like, I just want to play the game to be in the game. I don't want to check off boxes and, try to go for the next carrot that's that's dangling like i just want to be in the world again and that was one thing that final fantasy did better than any of the other games is you could just exist in it and you could just do things in it you can go farm you can go craft you can go do whatever you want yes if you want to shoot for end game stuff then sure you got to make some some goals that you got to check off but for this one like i'm not in a rush to get to 75 i'm not in a rush to get to end game i'm not in a rush to go do dynamis i just want to play the game again and, and have fun in it and crafting is going to be a big part of that going forward so but right now I'm thinking mage. Um, I do know that, well, just for solo reasons, really, once you get into parties, mage is level just as fast as any other class, if not faster, especially as a white mage. So, well, if you made we'll thief, like, if you made thief like a secondary job, like there's always a spot for a thief. <laughs> like treasure hunter is really? so valuable. I mean, like maybe not end game. Well, no, I mean even end game. Oh, treasure yeah. treasure hunter is so valuable in that game. Point. Like the <clears throat> the problem isn't that there's not always a spot for a thief. The problem is there's always a lot of thieves trying to get that one spot 
I think yeah. a lot of people have, especially, um, you know, coming back and leveling Thief a little bit myself. I think there's a lot of competition. Right. As I've been building parties while I was leveling my warrior, there was a lot of thieves seeking, and so uh, I think obviously it's a popular job for people to have. For as you said, like it's very in demand, but yeah, it can be a little bit flooded. I, I'll also just to this last comment is that um, I haven't had so much excitement in a game than I did two nights ago when we claimed Leaping Lizzie. Like I haven't had that much just pure like what? adrenaline spike. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, can we possibly get this drop kind of thing in like a long time? It was it was just really awesome to, to get that claim. And we were just we were what we were out just trioing, trying to get to level ten or something like that or eleven or whatnot. And anyways, on our way back in, um, we're like, oh, let's just check you know Leaping Lizzie a little bit. And we saw a bunch of people like popping and zoning in and stuff. And we're like, oh, I wonder if like Windows going to be open soon or something like that. And sure enough, we stuck around for five minutes. It popped and we claimed it. And it was just like, ah, this is why I loved everything about this. Like, as soon as we're yeah. done, we're just excited and cheering, and it was fun. And, it, like, we saw uh, another player come by, and, and we got a Lizzie aggro, and we're like, oh, I know for a matter of fact that person's not going to pull that lizard off of us. They want us to die and all these things, and it was just so hilarious. Just just really felt very era-esque of the time, and it was great. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a rush. The amount of times we would sit watching people fight in M's being like, are they going to wipe? Are they going to wipe? Could we get yeah, this in M's? He had to be a little excited that we might because we were we were a little bit low. And then we got that second lizard on us. It looked a little bit, it was a little dicey. We had a two hour. We were like, but screw yeah, it. We, <laughs> we, we, we rolled out a mana font and a mighty strike. So we got the job nice. done. <laughs> Didn't get the drop though. That, that would have just sealed the deal. So uh, I kind of flipped with Van. Van took my old character model of Smiley, the redhead Mithra, um, which Literally, is weird yeah. is to like see myself when I when I when he rolls up. But um, uh, I went with with human, uh, which is what I always should have done. Hmm. I when I originally made Smiley, it was because I didn't. I wanted to be something that was balanced, but for some reason I thought Mithra would be better stat wise for the jobs that I wanted to play, which is true. But I don't feel like it makes enough of a difference to really, um, like you should be who what, who you want to be. I think except the Galka White yeah. Mage, you know, like never there, be a Galka well, White Mage. There's definitely there's definitely some there's things that are made harder, right? And there's definitely yeah. some stigmas to get around. But but um, I always I always regretted being a Mithra. Honestly, like I always <laughs> I always wish I had been had been a human. I, I, I felt like that would be was a better matching for what I wanted wanted to do. So. Uh, so I did that this time. Uh, I started with Warrior because I just think that's the job you start as in any game ever, all the time. That's what yeah. I do, um, and it's just you know it's it's a it's a it's a fairly in demand job. It's a strong job to start the game as to get through those first levels because going through without a sub is hard. It's it's incredible what a difference that sub job makes um, in leveling subsequent characters versus that first one. Like it was slow. Yeah. It was dangerous. Like decent challenges were like. 50 50 win loads like it was it was it was a little bit rough so but now that i've gotten through that we've got i've got the sub job again and um i'm i'm definitely working my goals are a little bit different than i originally planned i had to make some adjustments obviously i'm going to be having a child here in the next uh, couple months so that really changes how i have to approach this knowing that i'm not going to mm -hmm. have the time to level in an exp party 
very frequently once that baby comes. Um, I don't necessarily even right now. So I wanted to make sure I could put myself in a position where I maybe would still be able to do meaningful things in the game, even if I didn't have the opportunity to necessarily be EXPing. And I think Thief is really the job that gives me that type of versatility, um, especially because while the economy is stable, like it is, that also means that it's harder to make money, right? Things don't sell for as much. Hmm. Like you, you, you know, money, you, your money is harder to come by. And so I think um, my goal is to try to get Thief as high as I can and as self-sufficient as I can before my child is born. Uh, that way, in the times that I have the smaller windows or, you know, the times when maybe I can't afford to be interrupt, like I can't be unavailable, but I still could play. Um, I feel like there's a lot I could do on Thief, especially with farming and gearing up my other characters so that on the times that I do have for EXPing and for, for making progress, um, I'll be better equipped to do that. Um, my long-term goal would be to try to get into the end game, as, as you were talking about, Shy. I'd love to, I'd love to get into a Skylink shell again. I thought that was really fun. I think it'd be even more fun now again because so much of that gear is so much more relevant. Um, it's been funny seeing people talk about gear that's so expensive and so good, and being like, "Man, I had that. I had that back in the day. I remember when I was so excited mm, to get the V cloak." Yeah and stuff like that and the, the lewis Sant armor and the like some dude ran by with a voyager salad the other day and i was like oh man i had that i think it was a pain in the ass to get like like uh and z and i were talking about like the ohat quest oh my uh, gosh oh like, uh, like i was like i remember when i did that i was like i'm so happy i never have to do the this hakutaku thing. eye clusters <laughs> yeah oh remember it's, the eye clusters like, and that boss was know. no joke i think nipu helped rido and i with it and he like almost wiped us i mean i think fc helped us as well and the boss fights weren't just the asshole like they were always assholes to get there too oh yeah like the whole game is hot like yeah. not easy <laughs> it is it is hard it's so hard but it's also like uh, we were talking a little bit the other day van that that's what makes it so meaningful too yeah the, like the accomplishment you feel when you do things in this game it's so real <laughs> and like i feel like that was lost a little bit as the game got easier and easier oh, yeah. and more approachable yeah. like even just getting our sub jobs like when i got my yeah. sub job i felt like i was like oh man like i got that I'm so much here. faster than i thought yeah. i was gonna be able to i yeah. got so much faster than i did the first time around like it felt good. It's, it's a good thing. All right, uh, we're running out of time, and Van, you want to talk a little bit about the sustainability of the game, um, you know, uh, the, lo the longevity, if you will. So take that away, yeah. please. Yeah, I guess, like, just one lingering concern that I know you've mentioned before that Shy mentioned organically during the conversation as well is, like, that we've talked about what an investment and what a, what a time sink this is and all that, and for that to be at the behest of other developers who we don't know anything about or they're not even a company they're just you know a group of friends who have a passion to to do this as far as we know um like how long do they what is their long-term goal and how long do they plan on keeping it alive like do we might have an intent to play for the next two or three years but are they burning out already after being mm -hmm. around for three years and are they thinking possibly it's going to go away in six months or whatnot and i don't know how we answer that. in fact during this podcast, I was just thinking they're they're super accessible, which is great, and they've all been friendly people. I've talked to a couple of them already, and in fact, uh, I was just talking. Shout out to Jewel. Um, I oh, just yeah. asked her if I can get if I can get whitelisted onto their streaming, and I just added this this um, Focus Target podcast that we're doing live to the stream channel in their Discord. Oh, and she nice. was like, "Oh yeah, go go for it right away. Like that's that sounds cool." So she's she's I think the one who gave thing, me my uh, reg code. So same, yeah, she gave me my reg code too. <laughs> I think I think 
what we could do as a follow-up sometime is probably get one of those devs on here or one of those community members on this podcast and that would be really cool to hear from them what their long-term goal is what their short-term goals are what their plans are and all that fun stuff and instead of speculating we can hear it from them well to do a little speculating the one thing that gives me a little bit more confidence is that I guess this is a group of like 30 people mm. who who run this. It's not just like one dude. That's cool. You know, or like yeah. a couple people. And like, I think that gives you a little bit more of a safety net where if, if some, like everybody's going to burn out at some point, mm-hmm. right? Or, or has the potential to. Yeah. But if it's one person who's like, okay, you know, like, and I saw that in the Discord, like at some point there was a person who was like, like an admin or something who was like, hey, you know, my time here has come. It's been a great ride, but it's time for me to move on. But like when you've got a bigger group, you can replace that, and it doesn't right. have to mean okay, we're shutting down. Yeah, everything stops, so, everything pauses. Yeah, you know, like you could even put, you know, in theoretically have every single person of the original group be replaced over time and still have it be running strong. And maybe you know if you can keep those those same ideals from the beginning. So I think that helps. That helps give me a little bit more confidence. You know, I I agree. I think if this was just like especially today as as I was playing, I was really kind of thinking like this is, I've spent a lot of time this week on this game and it's going to, like, it's going to take a lot of time in the future going forward. Is this something I really want to do? Is this really how I want to allocate my time? And like, I don't feel guilty about it because as, as Sarah mentioned to me, obligatory Sarah shout out on the podcast. Um, as she mentioned to me the other day, uh, like I asked her, I was like, do you feel like I'm playing 11 too much? And she's like, no, like if you weren't playing that, you'd be playing something else. That's what you do. Like you play games, like and she, yeah, but and I, lies she, another problem because but, I want to finish Horizon Zero well, Dawn and right. I'm not anymore because well, I, I, was gonna, I say Smiley just got a PS5 and he's like, let's play Final Fantasy right. 11. That's right. What's wrong with me? I don't know, but that, that's a great point though, right? Like, because I would have like if I wasn't playing this, I'd be playing Spider Man or or Legend of Modern or something like that. And so, mm-hmm. like, and I and there's nothing that stops me tonight from saying, you know what, I don't really want to play yeah. 11 tonight. I'm going to go play Spider-Man instead. Like, I still, I can still make that choice. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't feel a lot of guilt about it, but I do really feel like, is this something that I want to invest in? Because as you, as you said, it's an investment of your time and your effort, your blood, sweat, and tears more than any other game I've played. And, like, you want it to know that there's going to be some stability to it. And if it was just, like, one person or, like, a two-man group, I would be a lot more nervous about investing in it. But the fact that it's a a good group the fact they have this track record of that they've been doing it for a number of years that you can see you can go back in their discord and see what they've done the the progress they've made the the consistency they've had gives me a lot more faith than i would and makes me feel good about it so yeah the last point i'm going to make um is that i'm i'm hopeful as well that it's going to stick around and what leads me to believe that that is certainly the case is just how how active they are currently like they are very attentive very active very responsive not only in discord but in in bug fixing and things like that like they're johnny on the spot still as if they just have people waiting to fix things and it's like like, how do you do that as a labor of love like it's 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 fascinating like i said even middle of the day on a tuesday like people are yelling inappropriately and the system's like hey Knock it off! <laughs> Knock it off! <laughs> hey guys, we've got a been... we've got a oh, comment in chat actually from uh, oh, yeah. Fifty Nine okay. Blargity. Um, comment is as a current staff member who's been here a little over a year, I can Ooh. say that staff and ownership even has changed over time. But there is there is will always be someone to pick up the reins. People are just passionate about this game, and in parentheses, 
but we're much smaller than 30 haha so smiley you may be over you may be over representing them i had heard i okay i thought i'd seen the number 30 but i i, I apologize if I'm thanks for the input uh 59 blogger yeah. we always want to awesome. welcome chat and yeah feedback well and you know can't agree more like is, i don't know that there's a game that i've ever experienced with people in works maybe wow think wow and Final it's Fantasy probably a 11. counterpart yeah yeah or like like the games i've seen people that i've know just be super passionate about we well, think of something like dungeons and dragons you know like that kind of like passionate community where people like play a game their whole life or want to play a game their whole yeah. life right like the same Absolutely. style of game same rule sets that kind of stuff completely agree all right uh we're unfortunately we're about out of time we could obviously uh probably keep going but <laughs> I mean, i've been having a, i've been really having a blast getting back into it I, I think van has too uh we've got our buddy z who's who's been on the podcast a couple times uh or well once um mentioned a couple times um he has been playing with us and we're hoping hoping to get some of the other some of the other old crew back with us uh you know you never know you never know who we might be able to, to rope into never know who you're gonna run into trying in the it out. that's right you're gonna that's run right. into a lower juno right just, just in <laughs> uh you guys have any final thoughts before uh i provide our our information no we're good we're that's it's been great and i'm excited to get back in there so yeah, I mean, do you want do you want to drag it out a couple minutes and get my take on whether I'm going to start playing with you guys or not? I mean, yeah, I love you. So we'll run run a couple minutes long tonight. Um, okay. So this yeah. might this might surprise you, it may not. Like I I would consider it, and I might I might download it. And I think there's there's two reasons. So and what and one is a, a so yeah, one it, on. one is a flip side to what I said earlier about how hard it would be to pick the game up and redo everything I I I had done. So a flip side of that though. And I think the beauty of what the like the, I think I do feel this kind of like that power of it being capped at a certain expansion is, you know, I took a number of breaks over the years. I played Final Fantasy XI starting with Wings of the Goddess and played for probably three, four years straight, maybe two or three years straight and did a ton of stuff. But then like burnout, you know, like I was putting so much time into it. So I took you know, a six to ten month break, came back, played for a little bit less, maybe two more years and then burnout, whatever. Every time I came back, it was less. And I think part of that honestly was the amount of bloat I came back to every time in my, on my own, mm. on, like within my oh like my own God. character. And like, like the last time I went back to it, like after what the, what was the, what were the, um, the final expansions called? I'm trying to remember. It was the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, I know what you mean. The three part series one. Well, no, 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 but there was, there was, was a final that, big that. expansion and like, there's a whole new land what and rune fencer. Called? What was it called? I don't even remember what it was called. If someone in chat well, is watching us oh, play 11. Well, Seekers of Adeline. Seekers of Adeline. Seekers of Adeline is what I'm thinking about. I wasn't thinking, but you're right. There was that other like post, like the memories of like that, that pot. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that, but Seekers of Adeline is what I was thinking of. But like, like what you had like eight mog lockers you had like, and so you'd come back and you'd have maybe four to 500 pieces of gear. And it's like just sorting through it, trying to remember what you had. And then like it was downloading window and then downloading spell cast. And like, and we've joked about this. Like, I think the last time I came back, I spent like three or four days, like just writing spell cast, just to feel like I could go into a party and actually do I, something on my 99 dark and not be an yeah. idiot. Cause like you didn't want to just go into a group and then suck or like not like be able to perform. You wanted to do it at the, at the highest level. And so sure. all that being said, the thought of going to going back into the game clean and like not having to spend all this, like going back into the game and just like experiencing the game, like Van was saying, and not feeling like I had to spend, you know, 20 hours in Excel spreadsheets trying to like figure out my, like figure out what I did. That is that there's an appeal to that. And I think that idea the approach that Van mentioned of like this, like Zen like approach to the game where it's like, you know, maybe there's no pressure to play every day. Maybe when you do play, there's no oh, pressure okay. to hit an objective. Maybe it's just you log in for 30 minutes, run around when you know, winders, the best city ever. And like, just kind of look at the game and log out. Um, All right, we should just wrap it up. 
<laughs> so that those are my thoughts. I might I might play with you guys. We'll see. I thought you said you had two. You had one was was the blow. What was the second one? Sorry, you said you, there was. Two no, that was the second one. The second one was the Zen the Zen thing. Oh, um, oh the, okay, okay. The sure, approach sure. to the game. But I think alter and there's one last. Yeah, one last thought though. Very much what Smiley was saying. My the big co- counter to me would be just like thinking about like upcoming events or things and like dedicating that time. Like, and we've talked a little bit about. It. I've been super excited about Lost Art coming out for like three years, and that is coming out this year. And I, you know, I plan on playing that. And so like. You know, when that comes out, would I have time to balance between two different MMOs? I mean, might be a big ask, but. Well, the nice the the nice thing about this one is it they don't charge, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is that's um, cool. Like and so like there's really, the only cost is really the time investment, right? Like it's not like you have to, you know, throw down some money for it and then be like, right. oh, am I really getting my money's worth? Like that's that's not even a consideration. So. You got that. I'll say the flip side to it's all. It is awesome not having the bloat, like knowing everything you have and like starting from scratch is awesome. And then you remember that you have thirty inventory slots and your gear takes up like twenty five of them. <laughs> and you're like, this is this is insanity. Like, and go. then you go to do the gobby bag quest. And you're like, oh, it's like fifteen k for the mats, and I've got like three k. So, guess I can't afford the first gobby bag. That's the cheap one, right? Like, it it's a double edged sword for sure, but. I think one thing too that I think is cool about doing if you know we're kind of getting into this we do have a group right like I think mm-hmm. it's always like even though there's a lot there's a lot to do yeah. there's a lot to catch up on there's like quests and mission and fame and and unlockables and all this stuff but like we've got a group of people to do it with and it's always more fun and easier you know when you've got you know three Just or four people or yep and like maybe maybe you always had that because you and Rido played from the beginning, but I know for me yeah. like having Van and Z has made things so much easier than when I started on NA launch and I I was the only one I knew who played it at the time and so everything I did was by myself and like just trying to meet people, so it makes a big difference. All right, well we we probably should wrap it up. We've gone a little bit yep. over. Uh, shocking <laughs> that we would go over on Final Fantasy Eleven. I can't just believe it. Just skim the uh, surface. Uh, you know, we'll probably do like part two, part three sometime down the line. Maybe we'll do a follow up and see if, you know, give an update on whether Shy gave in or stood strong against against the temptation. Um, but if you want to talk to us about Final Fantasy XI, as obviously we could talk about it as much as you would like. So, like, we'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us your thoughts. If you have experience on the server, if you've been on it for a while, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts about, you know, how things have changed, where things are going, what you, what you think about it, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, you know, we, we'll share some of that on, on a future pod if you've got it. Um, we can be found uh, on Twitter at Focus Target. We have a YouTube page, Focus Target Podcast. All of our previous podcast episodes are on there uh some of the streaming we've done uh is on there if you want to check it out there we're streaming live on twitch.tv backslash focus target podcast and of course our email address focus target podcast at gmail.com that's a, probably the best way to get a hold of us uh for a quick response so thanks for being with us today uh file fast 11 has been fun this is your host smiley this is shy and i'm ben as always cover us porkins we're out <laughs>